Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text for this day is Matthew 1.17. Here again the part that reads, Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations. From David to the deportation of Babylon, 14 generations. From the deportation of Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. You may be seated. Well, think about all the planning that has gone into Christmas programs in the past. You know how the events unfold each year? Boys are going ahead and they are conscripted to wear bathrobes and pretend to they know something about shepherds. Well, girls gleefully volunteer to be angels and archangels and all the company in heaven. Take boards, crepe paper, and glitter are combined to make crowns for the Magi as they undoubtedly will go ahead and sing, We Three Kings of Orient are off-key again. Others are conscripted to join the ranks through the, and join the ranks of through the ages who have memorized the course, O little town of Bethlehem, hark the herald angels sing, and joy to the world as well as go tell it on the mountain, and then to unleash the church's greatest controversy, who will be Mary and Joseph? And a boy and a girl are selected to be Joseph and Mary, and to add to this cast a newborn baby, an innkeeper, a few straggly sheep, and presto, the program is ready to launch. Oh, but there's one more important thing. Who is going to direct this pageant? Well, the Board of Education has gotten together and made a thorough search for someone who is especially selected the Sunday school program or Sunday school superintendent is to give the mandate. Check the sound system. Make sure that the PowerPoint is in order. Keep the bathrobes one color. Make sure everyone knows their lines. And please, no more crooked wings or halos. Well, six weeks of rehearsal and costume making lead up to the night of nights. Anticipation fills the air, and the unstated goal, after everyone reverently sings Silent Night, they return home saying, you know what, this was the best Christmas program ever. Well, should you expect anything less from Matthew's pageant? Well, if anyone can pull this off without a hitch, it will be the, an organized, efficient tax collector like Matthew. Look at his genealogy, and you will be amazed. Matthew begins impressively by organizing his presentation of Jesus by employing 14 groups. Let's read this together from the screen. So, all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations. 
and from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. Ah, this will be, this will be quite a pageant. In all likelihood, Matthew's 3 by 14 pattern is a play on the name of David, whose consonants, of course, are D, V, D. No, not what you put in a recorder or a player. But they stand for the Hebrew consonants of Dalit, Vav, Dalit. They add up to 14. Dalit, 4. Vav, 6. Dalit, 4. Now, you can do the adding, right? Yes, 14. 14, three times. This indicates that Jesus, Jesus is the Davidic son three times over. Boy, that is impressive. Now, studying the gospel more broadly, we see that Matthew plans a perfect structure. The perfect structure for his narrative to, to highlight our Lord's five sections of teaching. Matthew 5, Matthew 8, Matthew 11 to 13, Matthew 14 to 19, and 19 to 26. Oh, yes. We've all studied it in the bio adult Bible class for years. The old-timers will love it. We exclaim with great joy. Yeah, they'll be reminded of the five books of Moses which Pastor Jonke has affectionately called the Pentateuch. Well, with great anticipation, the Board of Education has had their meeting and they conclude on a high note. If anyone is going to direct the Lights Out Christmas presentation, it is going to be Matthew. But then they go ahead and they meet again. And they look at Matthew's genealogy with greater scrutiny. Within moments, the committee is shell-shocked. Matthew has gone ahead and placed huge eyesores in the program. They went ahead and named Tamar in Matthew 1. Rahab and Ruth and a certain wife of Uriah. How dare Matthew go against the conventional wisdom of the day? He is letting women into the genealogy. Well, one of the committee members just sighs with frustration. Well, if he's going to include women, why not invoke some of the names of our more respectable women, like Sarah, Rebecca, and Rachel? Another person adds a sarcastic critique. Well, doesn't Matthew remember the lineage? It is traced through men, not women. The function of the genealogy is to give a solemn honor to the descendants, or excuse me, to the final descendant, Jesus. You know what, Matthew? He breaks both of the time-honored rules. And the vote is taken, and it's unanimous. Stop everything. Now, the chairman asked the inevitable question. So who was it anyway to go ahead and select Matthew? Someone goes ahead and grabs a Bible. 
and reads from Matthew 9, 9. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at a tax collector's booth, and he said to him, follow me. The room, the room becomes quiet. You can hear a pin drop. And then the reading continues with these words of Jesus, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba? Yes, it, they demonstrate how God chooses what is foolish in the world to shame the wise and the low. Excuse me, and how he chooses the weak of the world to shame the strong. Their presence in Christ's lineage foreshadows Jesus' love for other outcasts like the Roman centurion and his servant and a Canaanite woman and her daughter. At the heart of Matthew's genealogy is the grand gospel that Jesus loves outcasts. People who are victims as well as perpetrators of family dysfunction and deceit, and that is Tamar, who feel used and worthless, like Rahab, who bury their loved ones and endure the pain of leaving their homeland, like Ruth, who are used by others for pleasure only to witness the death of so many dreams, like Uriah's wife, Bathsheba. In the end, these four women's lives are amazing testimonies of what Joseph told his brothers as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. So Matthew knew what he was doing all along. Could this be the reason that he includes the saying of Jesus not once, but twice? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. And then he goes ahead and tops off the whole thing. He adds a fifth woman to his genealogy, and that is Mary. Mary knew about this good news that turns everything upside down. In Luke chapter 1, she sings, of her, sings to her God, He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of high estate. And, just like Tamar, and Ruth, and Rahab, and Bathsheba, Mary's life begins with extreme disgrace and anxiety. As we read there, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit, and her husband Joseph sought to divorce, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolves to divorce her quietly. But Mary's life is vindicated. She becomes the very mother of Emmanuel, God with us. 
Matthew's Christmas genealogy prepares us to follow his gospel and to revel in the multitude of his messages of grace. For Jesus has gone ahead and chosen fishermen instead of Pharisees. That he has gone ahead and chosen sinners instead of Sadducees. And he has chosen whores instead of Herodians. And climatically, Jesus chooses thorns for his crown instead of silver or gold. He chooses spit and blood instead of sweetness and light. He chooses his choices lead to torment, torture, darkness, and death. And this has led to the greatest shock of all. Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Jesus is life overriding death and making all things new. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Let's face it, try as we may, our Christmas pageants at church never are exactly perfect. Matthew, or excuse me, Isaiah 9-2 may be misquoted. The babe's swaddling clothes may slip off at the most inopportune time. And the Christmas tree may remind us of Charlie Brown's sorry-looking stick. And the innkeeper may forget his lines once again. But that's okay. Remember how Matthew introduces Jesus. It is not with glitter, with Hollywood glitz. There is no fireworks or pedigrees. Matthew does not incorporate the kind of people who are in the finalist of American Idol or The Voice. Instead, Matthew selects five broken outcast women who are in so many ways just like us. No wonder he records this stunning promise after the genealogy. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Thank God for Christmas pageants. Thank God for all the more for the pageant inspired by the Holy Spirit and penned by the name, a pen by a man by the name of Matthew. Merry Christmas. Now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.